eyes, go up to the wealthy nation that dwells securely, says the Lord, which has neither gates nor bars, dwelling alone. Their camels shall be for booty, and the multitude of their cattle for plunder. I will scatter to all winds those in the farthest corners." And I will bring their calamity from all its sides, says the Lord. Hazor shall be a dwelling for jackals, a desolation forever. No one shall reside there, nor son of man dwell in it. We'll conclude our reading at this point. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 49, verse 33. You've been listening to a serialized reading of the Bible, the American Patriot's Bible, with episodes presented every morning at 8.15 on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Your reader has been Linda Lover. Thank you for listening. The following program is intended for listeners who are blind, have low vision, or have another print disability, which makes reading, holding a book, or turning a page difficult or impossible. The content is copyrighted by the respective publishers. For more information, please visit us on the web at nfradioreading.org. Hello, this is Chuck Stevens, and for the next half hour, I'll be reading from the April 20th, 2023 issue of the Challenger Community News here on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Celebrating Black Excellence in Education, honoring retired educator and coach Ruth Cathy. The Excellence in Education Awards was created by Terrence Hurd, Buffalo Public Schools board member and founder of Friends for a Better Buffalo, to say thank you to Buffalo educators for teaching and inspiring the next generation of leaders. Since 2020, over 400 educators have been recognized by the organization. This year marks the fourth annual awards event where teachers, principals, administrators, and support staff in Buffalo's public, private, and charter schools will be honored. The live event takes place Saturday, May 6, at the Montande Cultural Center in the campus of Canisius College. Tickets are $30 and can be purchased at www.friendsforabetterbuffalo.com. To highlight diversity and excellence in education, Friends for a Better Buffalo co-founder Nina Hurd sat down with retired Buffalo educator Ruth Cathay. She's a graduate of Johnson C. Smith University, a historically black institution, and received her master's in science degree from State University College at New York at Buffalo. A coach and two-term president of Johnson C. Smith University Alumni Association, Mrs. Kathy followed following such historic legends like Anita J. Turner, the first black female physical educator on record in the United States, became the first African-American to obtain tenure in the Buffalo school system in physical education. Nina asked the question, Mrs. Kathy, in a few words, can you tell us about your journey on becoming an educator? Well, back in the 40s and 50s, black women in the South were either a nurse or a teacher. So I decided to follow in my mother's footsteps and become a teacher. After graduating in 1950 from Johnson C. Smith University in North Carolina, I taught in Alabama. After moving to Buffalo, I heard there was a shortage of teachers, so I applied and took the exam to become a physical education teacher in Buffalo Public Schools. For over 31 years, I taught at four different schools. Nina, wow! What perseverance, 
What advice or encouragement would you give today's educators? Mrs. Cathay, I must say that I admire today's teachers for trying to encourage and guide students in the direction they should go. Although they get paid much more than the $90 per week a teacher made when I first started, they are facing challenges that we didn't have back then. So I encourage them to continue being there for the children. Students are facing terrible times and it takes a lot to teach them. While 31 years of service in the school system, uh, with rather 31 years of service in the school system, what are many moments that stood out to you and that you're most proud of? The answer one moment was in the late 1970s when I was one of the first coaches to take the girls' basketball team to the sectionals. Another moment is when, in 1984, my Grover Cleveland volleyball team beat the City Honors volleyball team. This moment was special because of City Honors was known as having an excellent team. But this win showed the students that they were just as talented and could play them and win. Nina says, thank you, Mrs. Kathy, for taking a few moments to speak with me for teaching generations of Buffalo leaders and showing excellence in education for over 30 years. Mrs. Ruth Kathy taught physical education, health, and coached three sports. She is also a Pearl member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, an uncrowned community builder. She is the mother of two, Patrice and the late renowned recording artist and radio personality, Ulysses uh, Cathay. By the way, the applications for the Juneteenth Festival are now being accepted. So attention vendors and community organizations Applications are now being accepted for Juneteenth concessions, parade, festival activities, and more. This year's Juneteenth Festival will be held June 17th and 18th in MLK Park. Applications and payments for concessions are due by May 24th. Fees will increase after April 26th. Volunteer and, uh, volunteers and sponsors are, of course, welcome. Call Juneteenth's 24-hour voicemail service at 716 716- 891-8801. From the Black History Month column, The Black Chinese, the first recorded presence of black people in China dates back to the Tang Dynasty 618 to 907 AD, according to Black Past. During this time, the Silk Road was a major trade route that connected China to the rest of the world. It was through this route that the first black people known as the foreign blacks arrived in China. They came from various regions of East Africa, like Ethiopia and Somalia, and were mainly merchants and slaves. The foreign blacks were considered a curiosity by the Chinese, who had never seen people with dark skin before. Locals would call enslaved Africans Kunlun, or dark skin. They were often depicted in Chinese art and literature as exotic and foreign. However, there were far more enslaved Chinese. African slavery in China peaked during the Tang and Song dynasties, but the number of Africans taken to China during this 608-year uh, period is unclear. Despite the challenges, some black people were able to establish themselves in Chinese society. East African merchant Zhang Zhani was praised throughout the country for his lucrative trade deals and business skills. The bustling businessmen and his crew were honored as the first African foreign merchants to conduct trade with Chinese Emperor Shizong between 1067 and 1085. The famous emperor, dubbed 
Xinjiani, the Lord Guardian of Prosperity. More Challenger Community News. Houghton University Buffalo students say goodbye to a beautiful, beloved learning community. The year was 2019 when Houghton University Buffalo, known as Hub, set up shop on the east side of Buffalo in the heart of the black community. Under the leadership of Julian A. Cook, Houghton, in collaboration with the John R. Oshai Foundation, began the program at the King Urban Life Center for students primarily from the east side. Many of the students began their journey of higher education as the first in their families to attend college. The program's motto was find your voice and raise your voice. One of the first graduates was accepted into Morehouse College. This very special program at Houghton Buffalo became home to a multi-diverse community of students that included African-American, Puerto Rican, Congolese, Tanzanian, Syrian, Burmese, Nepali, and Bangladesh. This was an environment that was a safe space for students, predominantly of color, who could flourish and receive support from professors that looked like them. The eventual closing of the campus in 2024 brings grief to many. However, knowing that the faculty and staff are committed to serving the current students and seeing them through to the completion of their program brings some solace to a disheartening situation. Gratitude remains for a decade of investment in a beautiful, beloved learning community as we prepare students to walk the stage, representing the largest Houghton University Buffalo's commencement, commencement class on May 20th, 2023, stated Interim Dean of Houghton University Buffalo, Steve Strand. We remind ourselves often of MLK's vision of the beloved community and press fully into that dream each day. The students respond. Speaking to the students, staff, and faculty about what Houghton had meant to them brought heartfelt emotional responses. Houghton University Buffalo chose me, says Tajane. She said she was very grateful for the fact that an institution of higher education was a part of the black excellence community and it prepared her to be able to continue her education at Fredonia College after graduating from Houghton with her associate's degree next month. Nomi, on the other hand, is disappointed that the program announced its closing before she could obtain her bachelor's degree in business. She said she's unsure if that will ever happen because she's not inspired to continue at another school. I will miss everything that HUB stands for family, community, knowledge, opportunity, having a voice, finding that voice, and fighting for those that haven't found their voice. Latasha simply expressed gratitude. Thank you for the opportunity and experience to receive the education, having a safe place to go for the support, the socializing, and for making new forever friends. Crystal has been inspired by the experience and her plans to build up my neighborhood revitalize East Buffalo, and build cost-efficient homes for the city's residents. Because the program has allowed me to walk in my purpose. It helped me to improve on skills that I never used before and has expanded upon my personal development. If I could do it all over, the only thing that I would change is that the Buffalo location would remain open so that others could have the same experience that I had, states Jerome. Spread the word, says Jayton. This school is the best college in Buffalo. 
high school students would benefit from the ongoing support and the everyday tutor availability. Sonia reflected on her most memorable moment at Houghton in her final class presentation with Professor Sigourney Cook. She then turned to the issue at hand. I'm sorry, she continued, I'm sorry for the main campus of Houghton University doesn't have the fearlessness they claim as the motto to fight for the continuation of this ex ex extension site program. For some students, Hub was their saving grace. Without Houghton Buffalo, there would be no successful college attempt for me, said Wilton. It's because of Houghton I now have the hope and desire to continue my education. Thank you, Hub. For C, it wasn't a hard decision to chose Houghton. I think I like everything about Hub. The class sizes are not too big. Everyone works hard to make the school excellent. And everyone is very lovely and friendly. That's why I chose this school. Hannah was inspired by God to enroll at Houghton University. I was an ordained opportunity, or rather, it was an ordained opportunity for me personally. My friend was going to fill out forms for the school, and I went with her. Next thing you know, I was calling my old high school for transcripts, filling out financial aid paperwork, and I was being accepted and welcomed like I was a daughter, as if I was supposed to be here. I was sure about Hub because it was in the inner city, six minutes from my home, and I didn't have to go into debt to receive proper education. It was truly God-inspired. For Brianna, it was fate. It was the summer of 2021 when I received an email invite that changed the trajectory of the last few years of my life. My grandmother had just transitioned at the end of the summer, in August. This opportunity seemed divinely guided for me. This was the start of my journey. When I heard about the closing of Hub, it was a heavy, humid cloud of inescapable grief that followed. The overall morale of our student body and staff was distinctly affected. Our collective legacy as black American descendants on this land is our ongoing fight to ensure that we are being seen, heard, and not undervalued by the systems that aren't invested in us. That is what this campus offered, awareness and connection to a cultural sense of identity with an emphasis on the power of one's voice. From the staff, I will miss the diverse student population and watching them grow and mature during educational time at Hub, said Professor Richard. I will also miss my caring colleagues and the accomplishments we facilitated. Professor Chin, the facilitator of the student's response concluded, one of my best memories as a Hub professor is seeing the audacity of hope in my students' eyes once they embrace their educational journey. Witnessing students learn, evolve, and find their authentic voice regardless of age, race, religion, ethnicity, gender, and ability is one of the most gratifying experience that makes teaching so rewarding. Thank you, Hub, for changing my life for the better. It has inspired me to further my education as well. Although the physical space will eventually be repurposed for something else, the relationships, the experience, and the educational opportunity Houghton University provided nestled right in the heart of the Buffalo community, allowed a few select people to embrace the gift of caring educational community that empowered many with the wings to soar to reach new heights and possibilities.
More from Challenger Community News. Let's check out the community planner. In May, the East Side Bike Ride, May 6th at MLK Park. At the uh, MLK Head, you meet at 9.30 a.m., rides at 10. Spring Service Days, the Tool Library and Norfolk Avenue Block Club Number 1. Spring Service Days, 2023, William L. Gator Parkway, Spring Cleanup, May 20th, 10 a.m. at the corner of Norfolk Avenue and East Delavan. Uh, More information on that, 716-510-1745. Mother's Day Gala, sponsored by Friends of... Jerry Livingston, Saturday, May 14th, 2.30 p.m. at Buffalo Airport Hotel at 4600 Genesee Street. Contact Diane for tickets at 716-270-3244. The Mana Culinary Group, honored as the WEDI 2023 Entrepreneurs of the Year. The dynamic culinary trio consisting of Dale Holt, Tina Grant Holt, and Reginald Ingram of the Mana Culinary Group, proprietors of Mana at Northland Restaurant, were honored last Saturday as the Westminster Economic Development Initiative, known as WEDI or WEDI, Entrepreneurs of the Year at the annual WEDI Fest event. Every year, staff and its board of directors chose, uh, choose rather a business owner from their economic development client portfolio that demonstrates a stable revenue base year-to-year growth, and community impact as its honoree. Together, the Mana uh, Culinary Group has a combined 80 years of local experience in food service, catering, and culinary education between them. When you have a desire to do something and you are walking through that desire, as it comes to fruition, this restaurant, that's amazing, said Tina, It hasn't been very easy, but God has been leading us and guiding us every step of the way. And as long as we put him first, everything will be okay. We all agree, confirmed Reginald, this is bigger than us, because God brought us three three together. The legacy of the cooks of all our families, the Ingrams, the Grants, and truly the Holtz has been a legacy in food, concluded Dale. And now we have this platform to keep it going. WEDI was founded in 2006 by members of the Westminster Presbyterian Church. The organization's dual focus, areas of education and economic development, work together to tackle systemic inequities that affect Buffalo's underserved residents, many of whom are people of color. By supporting youth to succeed in school and empowering entrepreneurs to launch, sustain, and grow small business, WEDI is helping to create a more equitable Buffalo. Today, in addition to their education program, WEDI runs six programs, including the Westside Bazaar, a small business incubator, offering delicious food and unique products from a diverse group of cultures and ethnicities. The recent benefit will support those programs, including the Westside Bazaar and the Downtown Bazaar. In other news, the SBA's Disaster Loan Outreach Center in Buffalo will remain open. Business loans up to $2 million, economic injury disaster loans up to $2 million, home disaster loans up to $200,000 for real estate and up to $40,000 for personal property. The U.S. Small Business Administration, SBA, has announced due to continued high traffic at its Disaster Loan Outreach Center in Buffalo, the center will remain open until further notice. 
The DLOC is located at the Delavan Grider Community Center at 877 East Delavan Avenue. And it's open weekdays, 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 10 to 2. SBA opened the center to assist applicants with uninsured and underinsured losses from Winter Storm Elliott, December 23rd through the 28th. As of today, the SBA has approved over $6 million for 216 loans for residences and businesses. The declaration covers Erie County and the adjacent counties of Cattaraugus, Chautauqua, Genesee, Niagara, and Wyoming in New York. Businesses of all sides, nonprofit organizations, homeowners, and renters in any of the declared counties can get help with their application and information about the Federal Loan Disaster Loan Program at the Disaster Loan Outreach Center. SBA staff can also check on applications status, upload documents, and assist with reconsideration requests. The Disaster Loan Outreach Center is located at Delavan Grider Center, 877 East Delavan Avenue. Their hours Monday to Friday, 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. closed on Sunday. Interest rates are as low as 3.305% for businesses, 2.375% for nonprofit organizations, and 2.313% for homeowners and renters with turns up to 30 years. Loan amounts and terms are set by the SBA and are based on each applicant's financial condition. Applicants may apply online using the electronic loan application via, via SBA's secure website at disasterloanassistance.sba.gov ELA S and should apply under SBA Declaration Number 17794. Disaster loan information and application forms can also be obtained by calling the SBA's Customer Service Center at 800-659-2955. If you are deaf, hard of hearing, or have a speech disability, please dial 711 or sending an email to disastercustomerservice at sba.gov. Loan applications can also be downloaded from sba.gov disaster. Completed applications should be mailed to U.S. Small Business Administration Processing and Disbursement Center, 14925 Kingsport Road, Fort Worth, Texas, 76155. Filing deadline to return applicants for physical property damage. It's coming up on April 28th. The deadline to return economic injury applications is November 27th. Let's go to the election update and politics page. Walton faces ballot eligibility objections. They don't want me on the ballot because they know I can win Maston. Challenging petitions in order to knock your opponent off the ballot is part of politics. But sometimes it's who challenges you that matters personally. India Walton, who lives in the Maston district, has been challenged by Charlie H. Fisher and Stephanie Barber Getter, both who have filed objections with Erie County Board of Elections citing Walton's residency in the district not meeting the one-year requirement to make the ballot. It was the objection by Fisher that shocked her, said Walton, because he was one of the people she looked up to in terms of his civil rights involvement in the past. The whole thing will likely wind up in court, costing her campaign money it needs to help run this race. But she is confident of the outcome and of her candidacy to represent her community. 
They don't want me on the ballot because they know I can win, she told the challenger. I have the heart of the people of Maston. I won the district in the mayor's race. The needs of every single person in Maston is important to me, homeowners, tenants, and renters alike. This is not a game to me. Lives are at stake. I'm not challenging anybody's petitions, she continued. I believe in letting the voters decide. It's not up to me to misuse and weaponize instruments to be anti-democratic, she concluded. All I want to do is the right thing. I'm not going to let this stop us. Cedric Holloway continues to pursue spot-on-ballot for Ellicott District Council seat, despite recent petition challenges. Cedric Holloway turned in over 700 signatures in the race to get on the ballot in June, and despite challenges from both Eddie Agrui and Willie Morris to disqualify him, Holloway and his team are confident that he will have the signatures needed to make the ballot for the Ellicott District Council election. He recently had a packed house over the weekend at a Women Cheer for Holloway campaign fundraiser. Women are the backbone of strong neighborhoods and communities. My grandmother, my mother, my sisters, aunts, my wife and daughter all made me the man I am today. And I'm proud to say that my victory as your next Ellicott District Council member will be largely owed to the women who have endorsed my candidacy and the women who are working so hard to help me win, he said following the event in a recent social media post. Murray Holman also announces his candidacy for Maston District seat. Murray Holman of Stop the Violence Foundation announced Saturday that he is running for the Maston District seat. He was joined by supporters outside the Merriweather Library on Jefferson Avenue. Holman is currently employed by the Sheriff's Department. He said he wants to bridge the gap between community groups and lawmakers. The Urban League has released the 2023 State of Black America report, Democracy in Peril, Confronting the Threat Within. The National Urban League's annual State of Black America report reveals an increase in recent years in extremism, hate crimes, and efforts to change classroom curriculums, attempts to make voting more difficult, and dangerous misguided views being normalized in politics, public money, the military, and law enforcement, all posing a threat to our safety, our way of life, and our democracy. The National Urban League released its annual State of Black America report detailing the social, educational, and political issues black Americans face today. This year's report, Democracy in Peril Confronting the Threat Within, raises the alarm about the extremist ideology taking root in the nation's classrooms, law enforcement, military institutions, and Congress. The NUL's report also examined the rise and normalization of hate and white supremacy, how it results in misguided public policy and the threat to our safety and democracy. The report released Saturday used data and information from the Southern Poverty Law Center, the Anti-Defamation League, and the UCLA School of Law. The data showed how hate, white supremacy, and extremism have infiltrated the country's politics, education, and other vital institutions. That means the entire movement to suppress the vote, to overturn elections, to, if you will, disrupt democracy like we saw in Tennessee with the expulsion of the two black legislators, is energized, animated, and fueled by this hate movement in the United States, said NUL President Mark Morial. 
Additionally, the effort to ban and suppress black books, black history teaching, and studies is also part of their agenda. So what we're doing is not only calling it out, we're connecting the dots. The reason being is for people to understand that this campaign of hate, supremacy, and extremism is a threat to everything we do because it's a threat to democracy. Buffalo Urban League President and CEO Thomas Buford had this to say in reference to the release of the report. The 47th edition of the State of Black America is a clarion call for advocacy against past, present, and imminent injustices against people of color and the communities in which they live. It challenges us to not only understand the current condition of black America, largely rooted in a long and troubled history of racism, institutionalized discrimination, and unchecked acts of violence. The report further admonishes us to be vigilant of the escalating erosion and repeal of civil rights gains achieved over the last 60 years. The pillars of this report highlight gun violence and racial extremism, environmental equity, the assault on our democracy, and the inherent complicity of law enforcement and justice institutions, and the poorly masked attacks on our civil liberties through suppression and legislated exclusion of historical truths and literatures that authentically archives the black and brown experience. While these issues are national in scope, their direct impact on Buffalo is seen in the horrific massacre last May, lead contamination in our aged housing stock, extreme weather conditions, challenges to political redistricting, low levels of literacy, and an educational curriculum that marginalizes and threatens to erase the intrinsic history of black and brown people in an all-America city and beyond. Morrell said the rise of hate is coming at the same time President Joe Biden has selected the most diverse administration in U.S. history. There's a deep debate in this country about the future of the country. There's a deep divide about where we are going. That's what this says. The report is free, and anyone can read it. It's available online, and you should take a look at it, read it, and absorb it. You've been listening to a reading of articles and features from the April 20th, 2023 Challenger Community News. Your reader has been Chuck Stevens. Thank you for listening. The following program is intended for listeners who are blind, have low vision, or another print disability that makes reading, holding a book, or turning a page difficult or impossible. The content is copyrighted by the respective publishers. For more information, please visit us on the web at nfradioreading.org. Your Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service now presents a reading of articles and features from the Buffalo News for today, Friday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, 2023. Your readers today are J.J. Patek and Don Williams. Leading off, as we always do with the weather, we have, it looks like a really nice seven-day forecast, especially compared to the past week. Mm -hmm. Mostly cloudy and warmer today with a high of 60. 
partly sunny tomorrow with a high of 63, sorry, 65 and a low of 46. Sunday, partly sunny and pleasant with a high of 70 and a low of 51. Monday, partly sunny and 